Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. Ever feel like a pinball in the pinball machine of life? Today's episode of Talking Trading is looking at maintaining your balance both inside and outside the markets. Our special guest today is Chris Helder, motivational speaker. And we know and love Chris from an earlier interview this year on Talking Trading. Chris has just released a new book called Cut the Noise, which is part fable and part personal experience on how to let go of perfection and how to stop being that pinball and how to focus on what really matters. We also hear from Braden Gardner from Trade Direct 365 on the importance of a trading routine as well as mistakes he sees traders making. But first to start the show, we hear from Louise Bedford in Mind Power on how to stay even in the markets and away from the binge purge mentality. People mistakenly think that a binge purge cycle is the way to achieve success. They do it with food, they do it with exercise, and they also do it with trading. Let me describe this for you. This is where you think, unless I can commit 100% to trading, then I'm not going to do anything. Unless I can do everything that I want at the gym and maintain five days a week, then I'm not going to do anything. And what about food? Unless I can eat everything I want on this diet, then I'm not even going to start. And that way I can avoid feeling like a failure. Now, if you do go and try and do everything, what does this lead to? It leads to burnout. In the gym, it leads to injury. It also leads to irritation of your spouse and inconsistent results. Trading is a marathon. It is not a sprint. So don't try and use that binge purge cycle in your mind. It isn't an all or nothing event. This is something where if you commit, if you do a little bit every day, you will see results over the long term. Cancel that binge purge mentality and you will live the trader's life. I'd like to introduce Braden Gardner. Braden's a broker for Trade Direct 365 and he has some insights into the sometimes hidden life of traders. We welcome him to the show. Hey again there, Caroline. Thanks for having me. Braden, let's kick off with the question about the importance of having a set routine. Chris Tate and Louise Bedford emphasise this in their mentor program. How important is following a set routine in the markets and what does your morning routine look like? 
Um, I look, I think that's one of the most important things to be honest. And I completely agree with them. I think it's one thing that everyone should you know, look into if they don't already. Um, having a set routine, I think it does a lot of things. It helps you, obviously, one, get the right mindset. It helps you also um, know what to expect from a trade or what you're doing. Um, and, you know, I think if you've got a plan, plan out what you expect to see, because if you don't, then you can probably look to cut it if it's not going in your favour. So I think knowing all that in advance and what you expect to see is very important. Tell us about your morning routine. My routine well, it kicks off with a coffee, like <laughs> most, most, I think. And then I basically, I'll just go through the markets and get a vibe of what I think is going to happen for the day, what to sort of expect, um, see what the US did, see what Europe did, just to get an idea of what the flow of the day could be, what the, the bias for the day could be. And then it's really just going through what I want to trade, what I want to look at and setting up my levels. And then just you know, putting your plan from there. Traders tend to make the same mistakes again and again. What mistakes do you see them making? Oh, I think, what do you call it, FOMO, fear of missing out, can be a big one for people. I mean, I, I still do it at times that you still just look at it and you're just so eager to get in and then you see it go without you and you just tend to want to chase it. But I think discipline on doing that and experience knowing that it doesn't quite work out. Sometimes it can, but more often than not, that's not going to work out for you doing that sort of thing. I think that's a big um, a big factor in beginner traders also. And obviously not being planned, not knowing what to expect and not being patient. I think patience is another big thing for people. What's the best advice as a trader that you've ever been given? I think being prepared and, and planning. Uh, we just spoke about that before, but I think that's one of the best, best advice I've been given and finding your niche in the market. Um, I'm a big believer that not everything works for everyone. Um, and it's... You know, once you find something that works for you, then really try to exacerbate that or, or just work on that. Um, but I think that's some of the best advice I've got in the past. What works for you, my friend? What's your niche? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, being one of my biggest things for me is not entries, not getting in and not being on the right side of market, but it's holding it when um, the mar- when you're right. Because you get so excited, you think, oh, this is great. It's going in my favour. Let's take some profit. And then you realise things gone about another 10%. So... That's one of the things I've been working on over the years. Okay, final question. What's your biggest yep. strength as a trader? I think getting a feel for the market and just I, I like to watch it a bit before I dive in and I think I'm pretty good with just working out what levels are going to see a bit of action and you can get some sort of reaction off them and start picking the trade and picking the bias of the overall market and when potentially that could change but it doesn't always work out that way. Braden Gardner, I think you garden the markets most effectively. Thanks for coming on to Talking Trading. Fantastic. Thanks very much. I'm Louise Bedford. You need to read more about why Chris Tate and I are now recommending Trade Direct 365 for trading CFDs. We believe in this service so much that we'll give you a trading resource pack worth nearly $500 when you open an account. Test them out. Open up a demo account. Go to tradinggame.com.au and look under the Our Network tab to see our brokers. Everything you need to know is on the Our Brokers page under the Our Network tab. So visit tradinggame.com.au today. That's tradinggame.com.au. Janine Alice, founder of Boost Juice Bars and Shark on Shark Tank, and I listen to Talking Trading.
Chris Helder has been a professional speaker for 16 years. He is the author of The Ultimate Book of Influence and Useful Belief, and now he has just released his new book, Cut the Noise. Chris Helder, hello, and welcome back to Talking Trading. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Chris, this is a newsflash. It is not normal to be perfect. And I'm (laughs) quoting a line from your book. There is so much mental noise in our life to be the perfect spouse, the perfect parent, the perfect employee, employer, whilst being perfectly fit and never aging. Chris, what do you define as noise? Why does guilt (laughs) revolve around it? Uh, I'll tell you what, Kellen. We are we are just in this world today, aren't we? Where we're inundated more than ever before. Um, we're inundated with uh, with with news, with fake news, with uh, media, with social media, um, and and you know, really with this need to compete with each other. And and you know, social media has obviously brought on this whole you know thing where we go out there and we we put our world out there and probably a more perfect world than uh, actually is reality. Uh, and look, I think it sets us up to to have a lot of anxiety. That's what I think. I think uh, you know we're living in a world that is uh, set up for for human beings to have a lot of anxiety. Now, what I really liked about your book is that it had parables about your life, so it connected the messages to the emotional intelligence. It, it was it was touching. Let's go through number one. Your first technique: ten seconds of guilt, and move on. <laughs> All right, well, let's do this. I think this is the this may be the number one takeaway for a lot of people from the book. And uh, you know, I, I think the reality of it is, you know, we're you know we we could take uh, you know working working mothers at the moment who are in a situation. Just to use an example where they have to be the perfect uh, perfect uh, mother still have to be a perfect employee uh, still try to come home and try to be a perfect spouse and a, and uh, heaven forbid we find time to uh, go to the gym or have a little me time and actually just take a little time out for yourselves or or be a part of a school community or some other community and we try to do one thing we feel guilty because we're not doing the other thing and there's only so much we can do and this whole idea of you know you can have it all is is just absolute garbage it's not true and you can't have it all none of us can have it all men women we can't have it all uh so it is about sometimes we have to work and when we have to work we have to work that's part of it and and so again identify that you feel guilty you're not home today and this is our reality today. So I just this idea of ten seconds of guilt. Acknowledge the feeling. There's nothing we can do about it. Exit. Boom. Move on. Right. So ten <laughs> seconds of guilt. Move on. And, uh, and and that's the idea. So this was my question when reading your book. I wonder if that's something guys would find easier to do than chicks. Uh, a couple things on that. It's funny. I was first of all. Um, uh, I, I did have this woman say to me recently, she said, Chris, I was raised Irish Catholic. She said, 10 seconds won't get it done. I need seven minutes. And uh, I said, uh, I said, that's brilliant. I said, take seven minutes. Uh, you know, it is the acknowledgement. And, um, you know, I think, Caroline, the one thing is that, is that it's not about getting it perfect. It doesn't have to be, uh, yes, 10 seconds and I'm absolved of all guilt. It's not, it's not that. It's, it's a conscious, exactly. It's not that. It, it's, it's a conscious, uh, uh, awareness it's being conscious and and just going hey hang on that's not fair to me and this feeling right now is not fair i have to work right now or the flip is i have to be with my children right now i'm supposed to be at work uh or i'm at work and i'm with my children and i can't go to the gym uh and i really want to go to the gym and i can't right now so um now i'm feeling guilty because i ate a ham and cheese croissant for lunch uh so it's 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 just this conscious awareness that it's not fair to yourself 
It's not fair. So take the 10 seconds, just be conscious, and then go bang. Tomorrow we'll hit that or we'll prioritize that, but let's stop beating each other up. Um, the other thing is that um, it is interesting. I've run this by a, a lot of men, and you know, it, it is surprising how much this has impacted men as well. Um, this need to be perfect. And, and uh, I, think, uh, I, I think it's a challenge for all of us in the modern world. I do. Circles of importance. What an yeah. debate. Well, um, one of the things that I think, uh, Caroline, right now is that we need to get a little better at saying no to uh, a lot of things in our life, <laughs> uh, you know, because we do just get distracted and we get uh, there, are, you know, there, there are things that actually are not important that we're getting sucked down the rabbit hole to do. And, and um, there are six things that I've identified as circles, if you will, circles of importance. They are family, they are uh, their work, they are health, they are your friends, they are me time, and they are community. So whatever that means to everybody, obviously, you know, family is important. Work is number two. That's important. Uh, you know, we've got our, our health. That's critically important. We've got our friends. And I say friends, that's number four. I, I mean friends, not Facebook friends. I mean real friends, uh, you know, and prioritizing them. Uh, number five, you know, really having that me time and identifying what we need for ourselves and then number six, community, whatever that means to everybody. So those are six things, the six circles of importance, so the six, you know, things that are important to us in our life. And, and, and having that help us with the guilt. So we prioritize today, I need to be with my family. And when I'm going to be with my family, I don't want to think about work or how I'm supposed to be at the gym uh, or, or I wish I was out with my friends. But if I'm going to be with my family, to be with my family. If you're going to be with your friends – Dial in, right? You're with your friends. Let's really focus on them. If you're going to be at work and we've got calls to make or business that we have to deal with, focus on that, right? There's no, there's no other place for you to be. And um, all the studies right now showing that uh, I call it accelerated focus. If you're focused, um, you're going to be more successful. And, and people say to me sometimes, Chris, I'm a, I'm a fantastic multitasker. I'm so good at multi. Well, the studies show this. If you're a fantastic multitasker, uh, you read this book, you're going to be more effective again because uh, you're going to be phenomenal with accelerated focus. Am I in control of all the noise or am I overwhelmed by it? Am I allowing irrelevant external information to get in the way? Quote from your book. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know what? It's we, we're we want to not react. You know, we want to be conscious and proactive, you know, so that we're really not being the pinball in the pinball machine of life in the year 2018 where we're getting bounced around and you know we check facebook and we're reacting to the number of likes we got and then i've got a boss that's telling me i've got to do this and i don't want to do this so i react and you know i've got a partner a spouse husband boyfriend girlfriend wife calling me going you got to be home you got to do this and and i'm reacting to that and you know that we're really in a in a proactive conscious space about the circles of importance, about what I need to focus on and about my reaction to those things. So I just want to pick that up, conscious space, because that's the third time you've mentioned in an interview and it's yeah. a big thing in the book. The ultimate message is awareness. It is. It is. It is awareness. And, you know, it is awareness of our feelings. It's awareness of our situation. And it's, and it's an awareness of our, it's awareness of our reality too. You know, it's, um, 
I always say there's two things that stop growth. Uh, and that's uh, the first thing that stops growth for people is complaining and focusing on things they can't control. We've all heard that. Um, it's like getting upset about weather. Um, but the second thing's even more important in the book, and that's realizing your situation, all right? And if you're not going to change it, uh, then really it's important to have a useful belief about it. And, and if you're not going to change it, you know, to realize, let's not listen to all the noise. This is our situation. Uh, I imagine, you know, women wake up every day and they, they look over, they're about to look over at their partner who's laying there, and they think it's not going to be him today. It's not going to be him. It's going to be Ryan Gosling. Uh, it's going to be George Clooney. It's going to be Jamie from Outlander. Uh, it's going to be something. And then they look, they count it down. Three, two, one. And they look and they're like, no, nope, no, nope, still him. And look, you know, the reality of it is if this, if you're not going to change it, you know, let's have a useful belief about it. And let's, let's realize, let's not get sucked into all the noise that happens. If this is going to be our reality, I think we, you know, we need to be aware. We need to be conscious. Um, that, you know, we're, we're going to do the best we can with where we are. So Sammy, your sister, there was a fable about Sammy. And in the fable, you talked about a strategy for stumbling blocks that inevitably come up in life. Yeah, this was, you know, it was just a story about a, um, a story about a brother and a sister who, um, who are up in uh, the country. The stumbling blocks are interesting because, uh, of course, m- classic motivational speakers will tell you, visualize and it will happen. If you imagine it, it will come. And that's fine. Um, and that's right uh, to an extent. However, we also have to know what's going to come with uh, any pursuit is going to be a series of obstacles or a series of, I call them, stumbling blocks. So, for example, um, if you decide to uh, quit chocolate. Let's pick a nice, easy one. You say, I'm going to quit chocolate. Well, you know, we're, we're recording this first thing in the morning. So most people probably do not feel like chocolate right now, but, um, uh, the time they got to worry about is not now, but they have to prepare for the stumbling blocks, right? And the stumbling blocks not going to come now, right now. It's easy to quit anything, quitting chocolate right now. No problem. I don't feel like chocolate now, but when it's going to be tough is nine 30 tonight when Mr. Toblerone bar is calling you from the refrigerator and Mr. Toblerone is saying, hello, it's Mr. Toblerone here. That's 9.30 at night where you got a cup of tea and I want some Toblerone, right? So we've got to prepare for that moment. So that's the moment I got to be ready for. So, you know, again, if you, if you, you know, anything you want to quit, what, what gets in the way? I mean, right down to business people who show up in the morning, what are the stumbling blocks that are, are part of your process, part of your habits that don't serve you. And uh, that could be anything from, you know, picking up and reading tabloid newspaper first thing in the morning to put you in a bad state of mind or, or having coffee with a toxic person at the office that, uh, you know, again, what, what's the things that get in your way? Um, you know, uh, your alarm clock uh, on the other side of the room with your running shoes underneath it uh, because uh, you continue to hit snooze. Um, Again, identify what stops you. And, and again, this is another conscious thing. You know, I mean, let's be realistic about it. How many husbands and wives, how many partners fight about the same exact thing over and over again? And it's like, you know, hang on, we just walked into that wall again. Like, uh, at what point are we going to stop walking into the wall? Uh, you know, so what's the stumbling block? And let's have a strategy. I, I talk about the strategy being this when then, as simple as I can make it. When that happens, then what am I going to do? 
so that I have a strategy that's ready to go. So that's, that's where we're coming from. And that's something we talk a lot in the mentor program, that success really is incremental steps. It's not one giant leap that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it's funny. Caroline, I say this in the book too. You know, I talk about how people often get out there and they see some speaker or some book that wants to transform them into somebody else. And, and actually, I don't, my experience is that that's not what most people want. Uh, my experience is most people do just want to smooth the edges. Most people want a couple of strategies that are just going to help them get through the day at a higher level. And uh, that's my intent uh, is to give them a couple of strategies. I, I don't think most people want to be transformed. I, like I, I think most people just have a few things right now that, that are, are really holding them back from finding a greater level of joy, a greater level of consciousness, a greater level of mindfulness, a greatest le- level of, uh, of enjoyment and happiness in their life. And, uh, you know, they can do that very quickly. But what holds us back sometimes can be our brains. Our brains are designed to keep us safe so we don't get <laughs> eaten by the crocodiles. Yeah, I, I, I say that, you know, it is it, it is funny how, you know, I talk about the comfort zone and um, how uh, two things on that. Our brains have, you know, over millions of years have, have, have been designed to keep us safe. That That's true. So our natural tendency as human beings is to, you know, uh, once we, we gather all of our nuts, we hibernate and hold those and we collect those and we stop growing. And, uh, you know, I think the, the reality of it is for most people, um, the reality for most people is if I asked you to think about when you're most proud uh, or the five things that you're most proud of in your life, um, you know what? I mean, between me, you, the audience that's listening – we'd have an incredible list of things. We really would. And the reality is none of those things were achieved in a comfort zone. Um, when we really think about the things we're most proud of in our life, they were achieved when we were alive, when we were pushing ourselves, when we were challenging ourselves. And, and sometimes I think it's just important to remember that the comfort zone, um, you know, we become complacent there. And, and, and we actually do feel most alive when we are challenging ourselves to, to, to go out there. And I, I say for 2018, for this year, uh, for, the, for the listeners of this podcast, you know, for you to get to, get to New Year's Day next year and say, wow, I, I actually had one of the greatest years of my life. What does that look like for you? You know, what, is that, uh, what have you done? And, uh, you know, what did you start doing? What did, what did you stop doing? And, uh, you know, maybe what did you keep doing? But it, it's, uh, you know, it, it's really for all of us, again, to be, aware that sometimes a year goes by or five years go by or 10 years go by and hang on we haven't actually we haven't really thought about those six circles of importance and i've just gotten sucked into the one and my health has gone away or uh, i've just gotten sucked into the one and my me time has gone away or uh, you know and, and so just again I, I think this book will bring people back i think the strategies are in the book uh, they pick them up i, th- I think they're going to walk out uh, ready to start to think about what that next stage step uh, you know, journey is for them in their life. So this is such a good topic, being alive and what makes you feel alive. I don't want to take us too far off track, but I just want to milk this a little bit more. So that's why when we travel, we feel so alive because we're totally out of our comfort zone. When we fly, we feel alive. What makes you feel alive? <laughs> what makes me feel yeah. alive? I got to tell you, I'm and I'm going to use the circles of importance as an example, Caroline, because I think, um, you know, I mean, 
I've got three boys that are, are 17, 14, and 12. And uh, for me, being present with them, watching them play sport, watching them uh, excel, and this teenage time for me, I mean, I've enjoyed every stage of parenting, but this time, uh, we just, well, I get to talk about life with them and what's going on, and that communication uh, makes me feel alive. In a work context, I'm very blessed. I'm very, very blessed because, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I love what I do. I love what I do. And speaking, I get the chance to do keynote conferences uh, all over. And, you know, I mean, this isn't a, a primarily Australian audience we're talking to today. Uh, and to travel around Australia, which I believe is, you know, the most beautiful country in the world. And, and, and to, to talk about these ideas and, and feel the energy of the audiences and, and, and get the feedback from people and be able to help them and, and make a difference. You know, uh, those things do make me feel a lot. And, and I think, um, you know, it is... I think those two primary things and, and, and my goals for the year is, you know, I, I need, need to get better at being present with friends. I think that's, that's a goal for me this year uh, because the other two can be all consuming. Um, you know, health is a huge priority for me. I, you know, when you travel as much as I do, I did a remarkably, I did 129 airplane flights last year. And, and if you're going to do 129 airplane flights, uh, you've got to make sure you've got a health plan that goes with that. So that, that continues to be there. Um, I'm very lucky in that I do get the me time. I think the me time, you know, makes you feel alive. I think it's uh, when you reconnect with yourself and, and, uh, you know, again, for everybody, community could mean a lot of different things. And, and, and I have certain aspects of that uh, for me. But look, I think we become much more alive when we can get clear about those circles and we know what we're doing. And the most important thing probably around that is we get asked to do a lot of things that don't fall into those circles of importance. And, and I think it's that level of awareness to be able to say no and sometimes say no makes you feel a lot <laughs> in, uh, in, in not doing things that don't serve you. And stay tuned next week to hear part two of Chris Helder's interview on Cut the Noise. Caroline Stephen, we'll see you next week. You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary, and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.